I'm probably going to go a little fast. <laughs> but it's okay. I want to just preface this. It's good to see you. I want to preface this um, with the fact that there are several points in this sermon. And it's, a, it's about the creation of the church, in essence. It's about being born again. It's about fellowship. It's about the church, being the church together. And then it's about... it. it springboards toward making disciples toward so it's all those things it's about believing and baptism and about <clears throat> about koinonia it's about and I, I don't think I use that word but it's about being the church together and growing together and encouraging one another in our faith and it, then it's about letting our lights shine amen not hiding it under a bushel but or under the bed, but setting it on a lampstand. And that the changes, the changes, the amazing changes that God performs in our souls, in our lives, that new birth thing that happens, makes a whole new creature. And that whole new creature emits, I'm getting a little crazy here, but emits light. It, 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 we are the light of the world. And so before, we were emitting darkness. In fact, before our salvation, we were probably bringing death into most of our relationships and situations. Is that not true? But after Jesus, we have the opportunity. We have the DNA. We have the power, as we become sons and daughters of the living God, to emit light. To bring light into every situation, everywhere we go. Everywhere we shop, everywhere we, you know, even if you're on the creek bank, the fish can see light. <laughs> and hopefully the deer don't see too much light so that you can get them and so you can bag them. Okay, some of you don't eat deer meat. But anyway, Mike is going to bless us with some, I mean, you guys. <laughs> I don't think we're invited, but just saying. So ultimately... We have a message to proclaim, a message of life. And so I titled this, I Heard You. I Heard You. How many times have you asked, did you hear me? If any of you, well, a lot. <laughs> did you hear me? Because he has to ask me a lot. Did, did you hear me? <laughs> if, you, if you rear children, you know, whether it's your children or other children, or if you watch children, you probably many times have said, did you hear me? <laughs> you know, and, then, and they teach us, you know, to take, take their little face in your hands and say, I said, repeat after me. You know, <laughs> so what I hear you saying is, how many times have we said, I heard you the first time? <laughs> when we don't respond in a way that indicates that we've heard, then there's always a question. This really applies to when we hear the Lord, doesn't it? Did you hear? Was I not clear? Do you care? And actually, the people heard Peter. They heard what he said. They responded on the day of Pentecost. There was the evidence that they heard the word Peter preached. Something happened that indicated that the message got through. So this is a beautiful picture of new birth and about 
people being changed and entering into a different lifestyle. So Acts 2, 37 through 47, this is New King James. Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart. This is Peter's, Peter's preaching. And said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? They knew that there was something, there was some response, right, that was elicited after hearing the words that Peter preached. Then Peter said to them, Repent, and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. I'm going to repeat that because it's so critical. This is the core essence of our response to the gospel of Jesus Christ, to the good news that, hey, we're sinners, but we can be forgiven. And this is how it happens. Repent. Change your mind. Change the way you think about me. Change the way you think about yourself. Change the way you think about sin and everything. Like the song we sang, Reckless Love. Think of, change your mind about how you think about the love of God. Who He is. How He expresses it. What motivates God. Why did He send Jesus? Because He loves us. And let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. So baptism, water baptism, is important. It's a part. It's an expression of what's happened. We've been flooded with the shed blood of Jesus. We've been flooded with the love of God. We've been washed. We've been cleansed. There's so many uh, ways, of metaphorically speaking, we've been washed. But actually, we've been washed. We just can't see it. It's not like taking a bath, but it is like taking a bath. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Man, what a promise. Repent. Be baptized. Have your sins forgiven. And receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is to you and to your children. And to all who are far off. As many as the Lord our God will call. (laughs) I don't know who he hasn't called, but he's calling. Come unto me, all you who are weak, who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. even wrote it down. It was written, right? So that many who are far off will hear. Josh said something about an arrow. Well, about arrows in general and how they go farther than we do. And that they affect the people after us. Amen. John talks about, uh, John talks about Jesus talking about that. The whole thing about how it's not just us. It's the generation after us and the generation after them. And the word remains because we pass it on, because we make disciples. Okay, and that's where we go from repentance Baptism, water baptism, the forgiveness of our sins, receiving the Holy Spirit. There are a lot of theories about how that happens and what the order is. But you know what? They haven't really come up with a a concrete, absolute, this is what we all agree on concept of the process. But what we do know is that the process takes place. That's what we need to know. That it takes place in anyone who asks. Because anyone who asks receives, right? It's good. That's a good promise. 
So, as many as the Lord our God will call. And with many other words, he testified and exhorted them, saying, Be saved from this perverse generation. And the, the, the crazy thing is, is that they were the perverse generation. We are the perverse generation until we're born again. Amen? What an awesome miracle. Everybody okay? Then those who gladly received his word. Man, that is so critical. Those who gladly received his word were baptized. And that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. And they had enough mikvahs around the thing, right? The, the, the little um, uh, washing ceremony, washing pools. That, hey, it was a real deal. They could do that. I mean, for some of you who wondered, where'd they get all that water? You know, well, they had it right there. Then those who gladly received his word were baptized. Gladly received his word. I love that. And that, and what, who was the word anyway? That's right. And that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. And you know, I, I think it's important that we realize that 3,000 souls were added to them. That is a relational statement. That is about the body of Christ. That is about church, if you will, if you can stretch it that far. It's about the koinonia. It's about fellowship together. We are added to each other. We are added to those who are already believing. We are not just added to some, you know, some mansion in the sky by and by. We are added to a group of people that God calls his body. Amen? There's so, there's so many nuggets in here. Just so much. And I missed on the first page. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Okay. Be saved. They were added to them. And they continued. Watch this. They continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. We need to be taught. We need to learn. We need to listen and hear and do. And fellowship. We need each other. We need that relational thing that happens in the body of Christ. We need that. It, you know, whether you belong to a specific congregation, man, be a part of something. Be a part of a small group. Be a part of, of, of people who believe and be encouraged by that. And let the iron sharpen the iron, right? As one man sharpens another. We need that. God has designed us to flow together, not apart. Not lone rangers because... Billy doesn't have everything. And believe it or not, Kathy doesn't either. And believe it or not, I don't either. I need you all. I have a piece. And God takes all the pieces and he puts them together and he makes a beautiful whole. And that is where we are safe, where we're nurtured, where we're cared for. Really important. Okay? Alright. So this, this has got a lot in it. The Apostles' Doctrine and Fellowship in the Breaking of Bread. There's something about eating meals together, you know, eating venison and, uh, and, and good homemade biscuits. And, oh my goodness, and my mouth is watering. Are you ready? It's only 11.10, so you have a little. Hey, Breaking of Bread, it's important. You guys need to share meals with each other. You really do. All of us need to. It's, it's, <laughs> it's like, oh, but you know... My house is not... Well, go to Mikasa. Or... 
That is my house. That's what I mean. <laughs> give me, give, give Kathy a break. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. So it's important. It's very practical. It's 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 a way to have that fellowship and just watching each other and older couples having younger couples and you know it's just it's just important. And they continue steadfastly. I like that. They continued steadfastly. In other words, they just didn't do it for a little while and then stop. Right? Or we'll, we'll, you know, yeah, you know, when I first got saved, I was doing all that for about three months. Well, no. No. It's from now on. And uh, so continued steadfastly. That's what Billy says. And uh, continued steadfastly in the apostle doctrine and fellowship in the breaking of bread and... In prayers. In prayers. It was so important that we pray for you guys and you guys pray for us. You know? Paul, how many times does Paul talk about, man, I was praying for you guys. You know? Mm-hmm. Grace and peace. In prayers. I'm not with you. You know, but you're in my prayers. And I think about you often. How does it work? Heck, I don't know. <laughs> but it does. It does. <laughs> so, here's what happened when they did that. When they steadfastly continued. The, then fear came upon every soul. And a respect, a healthy respect and an awe and an amazement came upon every soul. And many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Now, some of us would like to see that. But are we continuing? Are we continuing? Steadfastly in the Apostles' Doctrine, fellowship, begging your bread, and prayers. Don't expect all this other without first repent, be baptized, right? There's an order of growth and maturity. And continuing in prayer. It's important. Now, all who believed were together. Oh, wow. That's pretty radical. All who believed. Believe the word. Believe that Jesus was Messiah. Believe that he could forgive us. Believe that we become a part of his family. Invited by God into the Trinity, the fellowship of the Trinity, and the kingdom of God. Man, that's, that's huge. Now all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they sold their possessions and goods and divided them among all as anyone had need. So continuing daily, you know, I just kind of slid over that a little bit. So continuing, that's something that really takes <laughs> a lot of prayer. So continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house. I'm going to read that again. I'm going to let that soak just a little bit. Continuing daily, first of all, in one accord. Unity, unity, powerful. Powerful, important, critical. Unity, even if we disagree, we walk together in unity. I said, well, how do you do that? Ask God and then just do it. Is that, is that, I guess that's kind of skipping out a little bit. But I believe he'll show you. I believe he'll show you how to, even in disagreement, walk in unity. Do you think Kathy and I agree on everything? We don't? (laughs) No, but we walk in unity. And when there's disunity, we work to get that unity back. 
We may still disagree. Well, I could have told a lot of stories. <laughs> two firstborns, right? Two firstborns. Marrying two, oh my gosh. Who? Somebody wasn't thinking. <laughs> what? So continuing daily with one accord in the temple, in other words, in the congregational gathering, in the big building, and breaking bread from house to house and house church, not either or, both and. Are you with me? There's just something about all of us being together like this and praising God together. And, you know, it's just powerful. It's so encouraging. I mean, it fuels me. You know, it's really good. But then you don't get the intimacy. So you get the intimacy when you're breaking bread with one another, house to house. You develop relationships that are closer. You know, it's important. Yeah. Now, making some families, kind of a big family, is kind of growing. Well, I... I spend a lot of time with Kathy. I used to spend a lot of time with my children. And now I spend a little less time with the children and their spouses. And then they have children. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> this is staggering. Oh, then I have cousins, too. I have cousins. I have aunts and uncles. Well, I don't get with them all the time. But there are that core of our family we get together with. And you should have some core family. It's not, it's not being exclusive or, or cliquish. It's just the way it works. And then you don't neglect, though, the assembling of yourselves together, as is the habit of some. Um, that's uh, Bible. Uh, <laughs> so we do that. We have family reunions. We, we, ha- we were all together at Thanksgiving. But I can't be with them all the time. Are you with me? So it's not either or, it's both and. Okay. You can hide in here. You can't hide in a small group. Are you with me? You're right about that, Bob. That's right. So, continuing together. Bring bread. They ate their food. Watch this. They ate their food with gladness. Ah. They ate. I'm thinking of some of the children. I don't like that. I don't like that. We have two choices. Eat or don't eat. Right. So, but they took their food. They ate their food with gladness. And part of that is because who they were with. Right? They're not, you know, you're going to eat somewhere that's not always going to be, you know. Peter kind of discovered that and said, oh, I can't eat that. And God says, oh, yes, you can. In the temple, breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart. Don't complicate it. Praising God and having favor with all the people. That's the effect it has. And the Lord added to the church. The Lord added. The Lord added. Who added? To the church. The body of Christ daily. And how? Those who were being Saved. Amen? It doesn't say, and the Lord added to the church daily those who we got from another church. <laughs> Just say it. So, <laughs> I've been a good contributor along the way. We, <laughs> we, so, if that's how he asked in the church, if we believe like we were prayed for today... 
that we're going to grow, guess what's going to have to happen? Just saying. And it can because we're lights, man. We are lights. We are LED, you know, shining bright. Is that good? That's page one out of four and I'm going to end there. Yeah. So this is their responses. Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart. What shall we do, they said. And he said, repent and be baptized. And then those who gladly received his word were baptized. When the word is shared with words or in life, it calls for a response. If there's a positive response, and there is a, then there is a positive result. Always. Do people hear us? Do we share the truth of Jesus in word and deed in what we say, in what we do? Do we give people the opportunity to hear his message, the gospel of the kingdom, the gospel of Jesus, who is the king of the kingdom? If they hear and believe, they can experience the same forgiveness, grace, hope, Joy and love from Father that we enjoy. I want to read that again because I'm going to challenge us. Let's leave. If they hear and believe, they can experience the same forgiveness, grace, hope, joy, and love from Father that we enjoy. The challenge is, we need to believe that when we share Jesus, that we're not wasting our time. That there is eternal purpose and eternal blessing for us as believers and for those who will believe and be baptized, who will repent, be saved, who will hear the message and respond. And so we can be, we're not giving out stuff that doesn't work. We're giving something that has changed us and will change others as well. The enemy would tell us that what we're sharing is a waste of time. How many have ever felt like that? You know? If some of you haven't, I think that's wonderful. I think it's really wonderful. But I want to encourage us all that what we have to share is eternally valuable. And it will work. It will bring the same forgiveness, grace, hope, joy, and love from Father. Amen? Are you good? Are you pumped? Are you ready? Ready to do this? Are you ready to see added to our number daily? Those who are being saved? Yes. Let me pray. Father, we are so grateful to you that you have brought us the word. 
that you loved us so much that you, that you gave us your Son. Then the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And, and Lord, that at our believing that you save us, you forgive us, that you fill us with your Holy Spirit, that you give us identity and hope. And God, you, you give us a message. It's not like you don't know that. But thank you for giving us this message, this lively hope, this opportunity to give a reason for why we're happy. And Father, we believe, and I want to I I pray for those who are far off. Those, those who are arrows will touch that they will discover Jesus. That they will experience new birth. That they will have a future and a hope in you. Because we were willing to send forth the arrows. And that you are willing to take anyone who will ask Knock and seek. We ask, I ask, that you would empower each of us in this room to be your witnesses. Here, there, and all over this globe. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen, y'all.